0: All righty, everyone. Welcome to episode 14 of Scooter and the Big Man. We are in the middle of the fall classic with our Dodgers up three games to two as we have World Series Game 6 coming to you tomorrow night. We give you a preview of that game and we set all the way up into where we are right now. We talk about top five worst the last 20 years. We give you a Marcus Stroman Twitter update and a Steve Cohen voting. Also, we had a Scorigami, folks. Let's get it started.
1: Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started.
0: guys, so welcome to Scooter and the Big Man episode 14. I can't believe we're already on 14 episodes of this. Um, we're kind of in the middle of the World Series though right now. We got the Dodgers up three games to two. We got game six tomorrow night, so we're obviously going to break down the World Series a lot. Um, we got a couple things right off the bat. So before anyone says anything, I will not be cucked this week. There was a Scorigami, and I don't know what either my producer or my co hosts are going to do. But I'm going to get right into it. There was a scoregami in the Chargers Jacksonville Jaguars game. It was the 1059th score in NFL history. I'm the scoregami wizard. Fuck Pat. Fuck PJ. I'm just. Pat also has something, so we're just going to go right to Pat. Wait, uh, Brian, you, also, you,
2: you cut out also, a little bit there. There's a scoregami I'm
0: today.
1: Gonna, I'm going to keep that in because your mic crapped completely out when you started giving the scoregami. <laughs> Nothing so, between. And then also. Uh, Before even PJ got onto this the Zoom call, Brian didn't even know who had the scoregami, and I knew off the bat saying, "Oh yeah, it was the Jacksonville uh, Chargers game." He's like, "Oh no, you're you bullshitting me." So what? yet again, hold I on, am still, the what we Scorigami talk about,
0: game. what we talk about off air in preparation for the podcast episode, is off air.
1: If if a producer is in the Zoom meeting, everything's on the table. That's how I that the law of the land. So you are not getting big- Back to back. Big weeks, time great. I, I arranged the stream in the Skoragami debate.
0: What do you want to bring up? Just well, do your anyway, thing so we can talk right, about so- the World <laughs> <laughs> Series. All right. So I know um
1: I, I brought this this topic up to you guys, like since we're going to the offseason, something I wanted to do is try to get us a new uh theme song for our podcast. And uh, <laughs> I have one mocked up. I want positive, only positive feedback for it uh i'm gonna share the screen now so you guys I'll, i might cut this i might not but this is gonna be great be, for the
0: people listening
1: you should be no no it's, yeah it's all audio and like <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna get the audio though through the recording so we're all good so uh ladies and gentlemen i present to you the first draft of uh the scooter and the big man uh theme song uh i hope you enjoy it. City in half, and the Mets lead it. Meet the Mets, fuck the rest at last, cause you're listening to the best sports podcast. We got Brian with jokes that make you laugh on the floor. He's a nine of best, like Brennan M.O. PJ's the man, so many hearts to steal. Like a squirrel, from a nut, call him Jeff McNeil. And, and then there's Packy keeping everything rational. Too bad the fucker's are a fan of the national. Stop us, please, we ain't that slow. Push a ball so far, like Peter Lonzo. So sit back, relax, and if you're a Mets fan, cause you're about to witness, screw it in the big man. Let's let's what? fucking go, fellas. What the fuck is that? What, what are we? So, so, so what? What are we thinking? Of?
0: I'm crying. I was okay. I, 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 you want to go first? I can't hold.
2: I, I there's a lot to unpack here. You said only positive for the record. Only positive. We'll, we'll, we'll start the, with the positives. The uh, the beat got me awake. I'll tell you that.
1: Oh, that's and also let me preface that's not my beat. I found that on YouTube. So kudos to whoever created that beat.
0: All right. So either way, the problem the problem with our current song is that we're eventually going to get sued. So you basically just stole somebody else's beat. So we'll still get sued.
2: Well, yeah, but 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 the rap part, Pat. I don't what the I I heard I hear the dubstep. I'm like, oh, we're in a fucking club right now. I I can fuck with this. I like I like the beats over. it. I like the the scooter and the big man call over it. Then you started rapping. It's I don't know what the fuck happened
1: there. I mean, it was right. pretty good.
2: Here's here's my
0: actual take on that, Pat. Okay. Um, I liked the words to the rap. I didn't okay. like the person singing the rap.
1: Okay. I mean, we can work on. We can outsource. Like, if from you cameo, if, we
0: if can you could some- keep keep the the meat and potatoes, but change the chef.
2: Can we? Uh, <laughs> Pat, can you do me a favor? What's up? While we're here, can you look up cameos on Mets players? I want to I see which one we can get to do that rap. The thing is, it's pretty like, I mean, I can't really
1: talk in general, but like, I've had it I know. took a while for me to get because I think that's the fastest I've ever rapped. And it was writing that today. I, I made that all in the span of like an hour and a half.
0: And I was like, "All right, fuck it. Let's just try to do it." Was anyone and home when you made that? No, no. And Thank the thing God. is, we had, people, smart. we had people
1: coming over to work on the house, and then literally the second I like saved it to my laptop, they started like knocking on my door and coming in. So I'm like, "Perfect." All all right. Can you send that okay. to my
0: phone? Yes. I, I, yeah, I have, I have the. We're not gonna make that
2: anymore. like the podcast. Uh, oh, I just want, I just I want it on my phone. I want it. Oh, make it a ringtone. It's are you fantastic. gonna are
0: you gonna put it as the intro for this week? or do you uh, want it to be introduced I think, for like, ne-
1: for ne- I think for next week I'll I'll make it. It's not even going to be at. a permanent one but What what about the exit?
0: Like put it as like the exit song for this week. That could work. All right, I got yeah. that. Just But uh, I, I
1: want to like every other week or every week I want to try to come with a new version of a song. I'm cool with that. But until I run out of ideas. Are so you going to be week, the one singing one it 9 out of 9 times? Yeah, I'm probably going to be the nine one out every time. Times.
0: Every time. Uh, every.
1: <laughs> 9 i I never heard of that one before. Nine out well, of nine uh, times. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys liked the the part of this of the new theme song that didn't involve my voice. So that's reassuring.
2: I thought I rapped pretty good. I thought that was. I'll tell I you this. I, I, I'll tell you this. Um, I've heard worse. Okay.
0: I, I already tell know you. though. I mean, I don't even know why we're going to continue doing any of the podcasts right now because every single fucking listener just turned it off. It's a single verse right Because
1: of that, I'm, I'm impressed you were I'm able to here. actually hear some of the words I was saying. Because like I messed up. I, I mean, if you slow it down, I messed up about three verse, three parts of that There's small one rap, verse. Which is yeah. So I messed up about eighty <laughs> percent of that whole rap. And like I listened to it before the Zoom call today, and I'm like, wait a second. Oh, I messed up that word. I messed up that word. I think I said like Pete Alonzo hits the the far ball instead of saying the ball far <laughs> or something like that. So I might I have makes it funnier. And you left, might have to find and you Zoom. left it. Well, I, I realized before the Zoom call, and I was like, "All right, I can't, I can't fix it." But
2: no, I think that makes it funnier. Um, well, I'm glad you guys liked it. A little. Well, okay, I'm team Pat on this one. Thank you.
0: I, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't honestly. Let, the it, moment, let it marinate. The moment you started, like rapping or singing, whatever it was. Um, I, my
2: brain shut down because I was oh, like, "All you, right, you both uh, put your hands to your head." I was like, this- <laughs> "I was already laughing at just the beat in general because it was hysterical." And you started rapping. I just didn't know what the fuck
1: to do. I listen. I I am a producer. I must create. Therefore, that is my job. I think Thanks, our Tom younger, creator.
0: our younger demographic, love it. I think. Oh, absolutely. Over the age of twelve, probably going to turn it off. That's all,
1: gonna- all we got to do is we got to make it a TikTok dance,
0: and then we're going to blow up. This this is our foot in the door
2: at Scooter Big Men on TikTok.
0: That's your uh, that's your clip this week, Pat. Take our reaction to your yeah. rap and then make it into a clip. I can do that. Let's talk baseball. Yeah, so we're in the middle of the fucking World Series, and our producer decided to do a uh, a dubstep <laughs> intro as the main focal talking point that he wants to start the episode with. So let's talk about World Series baseball, PJ. Yes, let's do it. All right, so we got a Dodgers lead, three games to two. Got game six tomorrow night. Uh, so far, honestly, just like a brief overview, the World Series has been as advertised. We have the basically the best team in the NL, playing the best team in the AL, and it's been a pretty fucking good series.
2: Yeah, it's been incredible. I mean, I can't, I can't really ask for anything more than than this. I mean, there were a few times like that game two. I was like, oh, are the Rays what I thought they were? They came back. Yeah, they were. Game four again. We'll, we'll get into game four a lot. But it's the same thing, like they kind of went down and it was like, oh, are they going to come back? Cause Dodgers are so good. They came back and it's, just, it's a fucking series. So let's go game by game. We'll start. We got game one, Dodgers
0: win game one, eight to three. And uh, it was pretty convincing. It, they kind I of know. beat the shit out of the Rays, putting it like respectfully. Uh, Bellinger hit a home run. Mookie Betts hits a home run. Clayton Kershaw, who we definitely have to talk about uh, six innings, two hits, one run, eight K's. So, we've seen a lot of playoff Kershaw like this man's in the postseason, basically every single fucking season. Where are you right now? Or do you, do you think that playoff Kershaw is still a thing? Or do you think that he's just a good fucking pitcher and, and now he's like hitting his stride? Or do you still think that he could still have the yips?
2: So We've, we've said this uh, talking about the playoffs. Uh, I think the notion of like shit playoff Kershaw is kind of debunked at this point. Like he might not like at all times pitch to his level of how good he actually is as a pitcher in the regular season that he does in the playoffs. But he I think he's shown, especially in this playoff, that he is not a bad playoff. Pick. Like that, that playoff Kershaw uh stigma I think is gone. Cause he's been incredible this year this this series. And I think he had one he had one blow-up game in the rest of the playoffs. Otherwise he's four and one with like a two something ERA.
0: I, I personally would prefer the Rays win the World Series here. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think it would be really cool if this game, like series went seven, and Kershaw got to like close it out, like mm-hmm. how like they bring a starter on for like that last inning. If and that would that would implement his like legacy if he was able to have two dominant starts in a World Series, come in for Game Seven and close out the World Series for the Dodgers. Like mm-hmm. everything about the playoff thing in the past is gone. It, it gets like completely erased with that.
2: I think most Mets fans are rooting for the race to win just because, you know, it's the Dodgers, the NL, this, the Mets and Dodgers. That size. But I really don't have any. I uh, I don't really have any bad feelings towards the Dodgers. I like, I like a lot of the guys on the team and it would be really cool to see Kershaw get a ring. Cause it, it's a guy who was the best, like the best pitcher of this generation for years from when I'm watching baseball, see him get a ring. That's cool. He deserves it. And I, I, I'm rooting for the Rays. I picked the Rays this entire time, but if the Dodgers win. I'm there. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm gonna be happy for, for Clayton Kershaw, especially.
0: So I think I'm kind of alone with this. I know there's some people that feel this way too, but I don't think you're going to feel this way. So it's going to be somewhat controversial here. I like rooting for greatness and this goes for all sports. Like I personally like when LeBron wins a title. I like when Brady wins a title and like, I like seeing generational talents that I've witnessed play win championships because down the line, when I have kids or they have kids, they're going to talk about their generation's goat or best player of all time. And like, I want my, this is my prime of watching sports and I want the players I've seen to have all these stats and accolades that when they compare it against their future Kings, or we compare it against our parents, Kings or goats, we can um like we could have like a good argument. So I root for I like when LeBron wins a title. I like when Brady wins one. And obviously I'm a Jet fan, so like I don't root for the Patriots to win the division. But if Brady's in the Super Bowl, like I'm not like fuck. Like all right, let's see if he can get it. Like I, I don't know why that's always how I felt about this. I, I want to hear your take.
2: I don't like. I don't fully disagree. There are guys that I I like and don't like that are like that generation. Town like I'm not a LeBron guy whatsoever. Um. But I also don't hate Tom Brady. Like, I'm cool with him winning. Uh, they're I don't know. I'm in the I'm in the middle on that because like I don't disagree with you. I like seeing like the guys that are really good that I am watching, that I'm growing up watching, win because that's cool. Like these are the best players. But there are just some guys that I just don't there's players like, I don't like who are that generational guy that I just don't want to see win because I I just don't like well, I mean, like there's there's just things about them. I just I don't vibe with.
0: Can you give me an example of a player that's like a generational talent and seeing them win a championship is like it just would like infuriate you would infuriate me? Yeah. Like you would like want nothing more for this player to never win one. But but you recognize their generational talent.
2: OK, that's a good
0: question. Pat, you can uh, answer this, too, if you have any idea. I'm, I'm trying if, to if you have
2: one too, top. I'm... If you have one right now, go for it. Cause I'm trying to think it would have to be honestly. Shane Battier is up there. But he's already won. Yeah, he has a championship hat. Yeah, he has two. He's also not a generational talent. He's a generational three-point shooter. <sighs> Play good deed to it, Duke. So I would, I think I would say, just because of as of as of right now, being like a Browns fan, which our listeners don't know, I'm a Browns fan. Uh, I don't want to see Lamar win, just because he's on the Ravens. Like if he goes to another team, good do that. Fucking do it on the fucking, I don't know, do it on the 49ers. I don't give a shit. But if just because on the Ravens, I don't want to see him win because it's obviously a divisional opponent. I'm like the same way with Dak Prescott. It's like, I mean,
1: good good luck to him in his injury, but it's like as a – Washington football team fan, I'm like, I hate, I I absolutely can't stand the Cowboys. And I I don't care if he would have broken the single season uh, passing yards this
0: year, I would have still hated his guts. Do you, do you consider Dak Prescott though, a generational talent? Like I'm talking like people on like LeBron and Brady's pedestal. I feel like in
1: PJ and I's stance, it's like kind of People in our situations who are who can like down the road, you can make that debate, like and like look back at their career and say, you know what, they are a generation. Like right now, it's so young because Dax wasn't his like fifth year, Lamar's in his like third. But I, I feel like it's yeah, it's I would still, it's so, it's, it's the same situation when like CD Lamb got drafted by the Cowboys. Oh, I think this one like, actually, I, I muted him because I knew CD Lamb's gonna blow it up for the It's Any person, yeah, but it's, you're right, it goes back to like the generational I just think talent.
2: I just think I have a better Stop. one of got? a of a generational guy that I just don't fucking want to see win. I don't want to see James Harden win anything. I hate James Harden. That's a, that's a good example. I I just hate watching him play. Like it, that's it's that style of basketball I don't like. I would personally like. I
0: feel like I'm like this because I hated how Kevin Durant handled his NBA free agency when he went mm-hmm. to the Warriors. I never ever ever want to see him touch a like a fucking conference finals with Brooklyn, like. I'm very anti how he like went about his whole situation. So just for that, like Kevin Durant's obviously one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He's like a prolific store I'd never want to see him touch like a championship trophy because if he gets one, then the warrior stuff is downplayed. Cause it's like, see, look like he won his championship on his own. He's still talented. He did all this. Like the warrior thing was a little lame, but like he would have won one anyway if he never wins a trophy again, it's always going to be you only won because you went to the fucking greatest team of all
2: time. I don't want to get into a, like a LeBron Katie debate. Cause I any, any LeBron versus whoever debate is so overplayed at this point. But yeah, I do find it. I do find it interesting that you said you, you never want to see Durant win anything, but you're cool with like seeing LeBron win a bunch. Yeah. And they have a similar free agent, uh, you know, Overplayer, I don't really know what, you know what I'm trying to say, though. You're right.
0: No, you're right. That's a little hypocritical on my part. But like, I think, you know, like when LeBron won in Cleveland, we're like real off topic, but it's all right. When That's LeBron fine. won in I don't Cleveland, to talk about. that like cemented him as like, all right, like this dude basically just went out there. He beat like the greatest team in all time. He did it as a comeback win. Like that, that will be LeBron's legacy more than the two championships with Miami. <laughs> And I think if KD wins one in Brooklyn, it's going to be a similar thing. Like if you think back of any of the NBA finals with LeBron, that he's won. You're most likely going to think of that Cleveland Warrior series that went seven where they came back three one. You might think of the game six in Miami where Ray Allen hit the corner three. But like LeBron was the one who carried them to that championship in Cleveland. And like Kevin Love and Kyrie, they're great players, but like. LeBron was like the guy. The LeBron was the reason they won. I feel like it's like slightly different though in the
1: situation of like KD also joined a team that historically had the best season of all time, and then got what got bumped in the Western Conference Finals, and then goes and joins them. LeBron Mm kind of. I mean, I guess you can make the case that like LeBron kind of created a super team when he came to LA with well went to LA brought 80 with him. But it, it, I think it's what KD did is so unexcusable that LeBron is just the greatest and him moving around to teams, trying to get championships is excusable. What KD did wasn't.
2: Like I, said, I, don't, I don't want to get into a LeBron debate. I just thought, I just thought it was interesting how you said uh, you condemn one guy for going and to like a soup to a super team. But it's not similar. the other guy who yeah. it's a similar situation. I, I just it's thought a, that was interesting. No, it's similar. You're right. It is similar.
0: Um, all right, bro, let's bring this back to baseball. So, yeah. I can, obviously, we already all agree on this. Clayton Kershaw is a generational MLB talent. Uh, he's going to go down as one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. Uh, the only thing he's missing on his, like, car Resume. Resume is a World Series championship. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. I would like for him... And like I said, if they win in Game 6, you're probably not going to see Kershaw pitch because he did pitch uh, in Game 5, right?
2: Was it Game 5? He pitched Game 5, yeah.
0: Yeah, so he pitched Game 5. So you probably won't see him in Game 6 regardless. Um, so if the Dodgers win in 6, you won't really see Kershaw. I would like to see him in that like one-inning relief in the World Series clincher. I think if he could pitch three times in the series and they win, you're going to look at that as like a Madison Bumgarner-esque like, series for mm-hmm. him, and it's going to erase a lot of negative
2: yep i agree i do i mean the world series is crazy always so we could possibly see him for for games i doubt it i really doubt it but you know you never know but what happened let's talk about game two all right so game two rays win this one
0: six to four uh dodgers kind of try a bull game here it really doesn't work may who's fucking electric i mean his stuff is nasty as fuck uh get teed off a little bit in this game he allowed runs the Rays kind of got out to an early lead and you know they took a solid lead and the Dodgers kept like chipping away at them all game but I think the final score shows that it was closer than I it actually was Mm -hmm. like the the Rays were up and won this kind of convincingly six to four makes it look like a close game but it really it didn't feel like a close game
2: Going back to uh, to Dustin May, like you said, that dude's so fucking filthy. Like I've never seen a dude who could throw. It's literally a ninety-nine mile two seamer. It just fucking it moves a ball that's going that fast shouldn't move that way. Like it, uh, it's impossible. The I just don't understand it. I
0: I don't know how you feel about this. We could we could have a quick little debate. What do you think the nastiest pitch in baseball is? Because honestly. Seeing like these hundred mile an hour to like two seamers that literally just go like darting across the plate side to side. Like it's for me, I think it could be a recency bias because we've just seen so many nasty two seamers in this playoffs.
2: But like I'm I'm hooked on a two seam. I, I find it hard to disagree with you. One, I'm not really so much a nasty pitch, but a nasty pitcher who has like all these fucking pitches was Jose Barrios. Just ever go, ever go back and just like watch some of his highlights of some of some of the balls that he's throwing. It's defies physics. And like I, I, in terms of the individual pitch, I agree with you. I think the, this like 99 mile an hour two seamer is just, I don't understand how anyone can hit that.
0: Pat, why is it called
1: the two seamer? Because you put two fingers on the two seams of the balls. That's right, right? Yeah. It's like, this is the ball. You put two fingers, the
0: seams like that. That's really great. Thanks for the visual presentation on the fucking audio podcast. Well, I,
1: I had well, there was silence, so I thought it was wrong. I had to describe it. Yeah, like what PJ's doing right now.
0: Yeah, so you guys can all see it. <laughs> yep. So everyone can see PJ holding the baseball in a two seam grip right now. Everyone, so we all know, we know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other game note I had on game two, uh, Corey Seager just just a stud. Corey Seager's a fucking monster. Even though they lost this game, Corey Seager is just like putting out on the biggest stage.
2: I might be jumping the gun a bit here, but if the Dodgers do win, who do you think is going to win MVP? Of the series? Yeah. I I Uh, have three guys in mind. I think it's Kershaw.
0: I think, I think they're just going to, no matter what, even if he doesn't pitch again, I think they're just going to like push the Kershaw thing to make it, like oh, generational Kershaw finally got a championship. You know, oh, and he was World Series MVP. He can't suck in the postseason if he has a World Series MVP. I think regardless of which, if they win this series, they're gonna go the Kershaw route.
2: So I had, I had Kershaw as one of them, and I think he's the favorite. But Kershaw, Seager, and I think Justin Turner too. Like Justin Turner's raking. Yeah. And again, like we're we we've said we're 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 still fans of Justin Turner. Good for him. So if he if you were to win like that, that'd be cool too. I mean, it would suck in, like, the sense of, like, the Mets just fucking did not want to keep this guy. Uh, but in a sense of, like, I, I have no ill will towards this guy. He's a former a former Met, winning World Series MVP. I think that's cool. Uh,
0: another little game note that I had on this, a conversation that came up on Twitter kind of going backwards uh, after game one um, was that, is Mookie Betts the greatest baseball player in the league right now? I yes disagree. Or no. I also disagree. I, I think everyone's disagree. I think everyone's doing the recency bias thing. We're seeing Mookie like ball out in the playoffs. Obviously, we never got the chance to see Mike Trout really do that yet. He's only been in one playoff series ever. Um, but that being said, I would take Mike Trout over Mookie Betts a hundred out of a hundred times. And Mookie Betts is literally like literally a sliver below him. But Mike Trout is literally. You want to talk about generational talent? Like the time the angels get in the world series, I'll root the fuck for the angels. Mm-hmm. Like just Mike, just so Mike trout doesn't have any blemish, like Ken Griffey jr. On his resume, not having a world series. It's tough. Yeah, it, it is tough. You need, you need one. You need one comparison. Like another guy I can think of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rogers, a fucking generational superstar. Thank God he has that one cuz he might never get another one, but at least he has the one Super Bowl. And like Mike Trout needs the one fucking World Series.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think to in the terms of uh Betts versus Trout, I think Betts is fucking phenomenal. He's probably the second best player in the league. But to show you how good Mike Trout is, I think you say is a, a sliver. I think Mike Trout is like much more just of a overall great fucking player. Like, I think Mike Trout is uh, head and shoulders above anyone else in this fucking league. And that and that's not even a slide on how good, like, Mookie Betts is. That's just more of a compliment on how good Mike Trout is. I mean, you could even think about just
0: how much more money Trout got than Mookie Betts. And Mookie Betts' contract is still, like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. No, that was crazy. All right, so let's get into Game 3 of the World Series. Dodgers win this game 6-2. to two. Uh, Walker Buehler and his tight pants fucking dominate the Rays lineup uh, 6 innings,
2: 1 run, 10 Ks Yeah, Walker Buehler's fucking good I mean, tight pants and all he, that dude's a fucking baller I don't really have much more like, I don't know what else to, to say on Walker Buehler he's just really fucking good um,
0: You had a take that you wanted to bring up You want to talk about somebody on the Rays who
2: you're not sure if he's a star or not you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Uh, I just had this thought that, you know, it, it's a thought that you always have with, like, kind of the uh, guys who blossom at, at some point. Uh, and it's like Randy Rosarena. Now, he's, like I've said it many times, he's been fucking great this this postseason. But, you know, he's a rookie. We have, we this, this postseason is literally like the first time I've ever fucking heard of, like, uh, Randy Rosarena. So... I, I just posed the question: Do you think this is the this is the real thing that we're going to see from past this, or is this a fraud? Just postseason absolute masterpiece. Uh, no, I think it could be good. I mean, well, I mean, this is the hardest stage to perform
0: on, and it's not like he's like had one electric series. Like he's had a entire dominant postseason. So if it was like one crazy series that like won them a series, I'd be like, yeah, maybe a flash in the pan. But he's, he's been consistent now throughout. I don't know his regular season stats. I'm going to be honest with you. you I think he what? has like
2: seven. He had like six or seven homers in the regular season. He has 10 in the postseason. But I mean, do you think, but do you like, obviously like this is an extraordinary level that like you can't expect him to be at this. Oh, but do you think he's going to be like, like an all-star past this? Or do you think he's just going to, he's going to fit in like nicely just as, as a, as a good piece for the Rays moving forward? I feel like he is.
0: I feel like if he he was on any other team that wasn't the Rays, I feel like he would probably be a flash in the pan. But, like, I trust the Rays, like, in every fucking phase of the game when it comes to, like, their development, their picking players and whatnot. And, like, him coming onto the scene this strong, like, yeah, I trust the Rays that this guy's probably going to be a star. I also don't I won't say like in like two or three years that the Rays trade him and get a bunch of prospects that turn into other stars. I feel like that's like the Rays way of ball right now where like they'll capitalize a player at their peak and then get rid of them right before they're bad.
2: I kind of like a, it's kind of like Belichick in a way where like they'll, they'll just get guys and play guys that are just so good in their system role that they're in. And then they they give them away one year before they kind of go on a downturn.
0: Um, going to game three again, just Turner. I had a note in there saying just like Justin Turner. I love you. You already mentioned Justin Turner. We already shared our love for him. So we could kind of skip past that. Mm-hmm. However, uh, big Dick Charlie Morton did not show his big dick in game three Four in a third, <laughs> five earned runs after you kind of claimed him to be the guy you would want on the mound in like a winner take all game or like the best in, the current league to do that. Where do you stand right now? Do you you still want him? Is this a fluke?
2: Is this what? That's still haven't changed in winner take all games. That's fair. But it, he did, he he got rocked. I like, can't really say anything about it. Makes me makes me look a little dumb on my take. But I don't I don't take it back. This wasn't this wasn't a winner take all game. He he has shined. In in those types of games, those game sevens. And if this goes to seven, he's gonna be back on the mound. If he does this at the game seven, maybe I have a different take. But at this point, I'm like, this doesn't affect the, those stats that I was talking about. All right. We gotta get into the like the best parts yes. of everything.
0: This is game four. Game four of this world series will be remembered forever. No matter who wins this world series. It's remembered more if the Rays win it. If they win the whole thing, that being so game, that's going to go down in baseball history. And that last to win a series game is probably going to go down as one of the greatest walk-offs in playoff history or baseball history, however you want to spin it. So let's, let's get there first. Yes. Um, Rays win this game eight to seven, the crazy fucking ninth inning comeback. They were down by two runs I'm sorry, they were down a run? They were down a run. They were down one run. They scored two in the bottom of the ninth. I got a note on this beforehand. Okay. A lot of people on Twitter were saying, like, it wasn't Kelly Jensen's fault. Where are you? I kind of think it is slightly. I mean, he's still, like, he let go a pretty hard hit ball to end the game. He walked the winning run. So, it's not like, I know a lot of it was, like, soft contact and, like, Bad luck, things falling certain ways, but like, he's not without fault on this. He also did not hustle to get behind the plate to back up the ball at home. Granted, him being there probably wouldn't have resulted in an out, but just the fact that like he showed zero hustle in the World Series to get behind the home plate is also just like glaring. Like, I, I think I, I
2: still put blame on him. Where, where are you on that? I put a lot of blame on Kenley Jansen. Like Good. he he's been not like he's just a bad pitcher now. I think. Like, he's just not – he's been bad. Like, like not even, like, oh, he's having a, a tough, tough game or, like, a tough, like, two games. He's just been, like, flat-out bad. And I don't know if it's just a, this this playoffs thing or or whatnot because like, he's been hurt kind of for the past, like, couple of years and just hasn't been the shutdown Kenley Jansen that we've seen in the past. But, like, this postseason, he's just been flat-out bad. And you could say that, like, the glaring thing is the error – but he let he let two guys get on, and he gave up that hit like a, like it was a good hit through the shift. And I know like Chris Taylor obviously you gotta fucking come up with that ball. But to be fair, if if well what to say is Will Smith just makes that tag like has the like is aware that Radio Rosarena fell. You just hit that tag, he's fucking out. You're going to extras. So it's not in that sense 100 on Kenley Jansen, but it's a lot on him because he let those runners on
0: also what happened with this loss uh jensen has the most blown saves in world series history passing jeris familia of the new york mets so jeris only in one world series ever and he had the most blown saves in a world series uh so thank god that's one less awful record that the mets can get off uh off their resume. LFGM. Let's fucking go, Mets. All right. So, I mean, just the whole sequence so that ends the game with the the hard hit ball misplayed in the outfield, the throw home, and Randy Rosarina like, stumbling. Like, he fucking fell. He fell. He was dead. The moment he fell, it was like, all right, we're going to extra innings. Yep. And the catcher has it, flings the ball basically behind him. And the run like comes tumbling in and smacks down on home plate. Just an absolute absurd ending where you have two errors in the same play, play that it results in the tying and go-ahead run scoring for the Rays to win the game. And honestly, the only thing that could have made this game better if this was like uh, a do-or-die, like winner-takes-all. Could you imagine if that won the that, World
2: Series? That would that be was remembered seven. forever. If that was Game Seven. That'd be the craziest game of all time. Like, because yeah. like everyone's gonna obviously remember that the the ninth inning, for for what it was but everything past like, the the fourth inning was nuts. Like it was it was pink it was fucking ping pong back and fucking forth. And I I also want to pose this question to you: If the Dodgers wind up losing this World Series, do you think they fired Dave Roberts? I didn't say this last week. Did you? I don't remember. I, I thought you? I said, yeah, I, I said, okay, my bad then. no, but I'll,
0: I'll still, I got you. Uh, I said, yeah, I said, you can't lose three world series. And it's going to be like one of the ones where he immediately gets a job because he brought his team to three world series. Mm-hmm. And like, he's a good manager, but at the same time, it's like, there's some bad fucking voodoo when you make it to three championships in four years and you lose all three. Like you just have to have a different person at the helm just for the mental aspect of it all. Like the next time they get maybe that spot that, Hey, like this is different. We're in a different staff. Like we're better hands. They're going to make sure they put us in better positions. Like it's going to be all mental at that point. If it's not already for the Dodgers being all mental, like obviously they're like the most talented fucking team in all baseball, like for them to win this championship, it's literally just, can they be mentally tough and hold on? Like you have one game to go. You just have to hold on.
2: He had a pretty weird and glaring uh, managerial mistake in this game that's going to get overshadowed by that ninth inning. It was uh, leaving uh, Pedro Baez in at the beginning of a run,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and like having was, what, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think I'm misremembering, but it was he gave up the three run homer and then he left him in the next inning to give up another uh, go ahead homer or another go ahead RBI. Like, how do you leave that guy in like another? Like I know like. Like, he, he's kind of one of your your trusted, more trusted bullpen arms, but guy gives us a 3 run homer. How do you leave him in?
0: I, I don't know, especially it's in the World Series. Um, I will say this, kind of transitioning a little bit into game five. The Dodgers answered that crazy raise win in literally the greatest way of all time, and it's as simple as just, just fucking win. Mm-hmm. Is winning a race is everything. And they came out game five. They scored early. Um, Tyler Glasnow, who I fucking love, who's been a monster this postseason himself, pitching on short rest, coming in whenever they need him. He just comes in and he's a beast. He kind of showed that he was human. They get to him pretty early on. Dodgers win this game four to two to give them now the three two lead in the series. So this easily could have been a like the wheels fell off. We're done. We're fucking toast kind of game for like if you think let's use the mets as an example the 86 world series mets come back in that crazy like fashion to win game six it really didn't matter what happened in game seven because it was like the red sox were so mentally beaten down by that that the mets were going to win game seven the mets even fell behind early in that game seven like two nothing and everyone like it was like the level of confidence it was like no the mets are still gonna win this game and they did I, this easily could have been that transition. Like, it could have been like, did you just see how we lost game four? We just had our heart ripped out, Like, so fucking bad. And the fact that game five was literally the next fucking, like, they didn't have time, like, hey, out of our system, it's whatever. It's like, get back at it. Five, let's go. And they get the, that, that put a lot of confidence in me that they're, they're going to be able to hold on and win the series because the, the wheels easily could have fallen off. And let's also remember the Rays have never even led this series. They've fallen behind, tied. Fallen behind, tied. They have not led the series yet.
2: Uh, they, they, went, they were they're were up in game two. No, like they've
0: they've series led a game. Was. They've never led oh, the series. I, yeah.
2: I, you're, you're right. My bad. Yeah, it's I always been like that. Dodgers up a game, raise match. Dodgers yeah. up a game, yeah. raise match. Oh, it's crazy. But I actually uh, before we before we actually transition fully into game five, I do want to ask you. Then you brought up the you brought up the the Mets which is a crazier ending in your, in your mind, the, the Buckner game six and 86, or this, this play in game four. Crazier ending is this.
0: I, I, I don't think that's kind of close two hours in the last play to score the time. Go ahead. Run. If one play, that's kind of how I view an ending. One, the final play of the game. Now, if you're talking about like most clutch, I don't think the Rays were clutch at all in this ninth inning. I think they were very fucking lucky. They got a lot of blue hits. They got a walk, and then that one hit at the end was the actual like only one that was like that was a legit hit. They got lucky as fuck in that ninth inning.
2: I can't call a walk lucky. That's a good at bat.
0: All right, that's fine.
2: That's blue fine. Pit, I'll, I'll give you that. But, that's a that. That's yeah. also, but I also find that as like fight like fighting off a ball. Like it's luckier in a sense, but I well, I can't call that. Also, I can't call that luck when you get a walk. When you get a walk in that
0: situation, Rosarino is one of the hottest fucking hitters in that lineup. The guy on deck is one of the fucking worst hitters on that lineup. So you're not going to challenge him when you have an open base. You know the guy you're facing next
2: is, is not a good hitter. There wasn't, there wasn't an open base and he, and he, he was challenging him. The Rosarinda went down 0 two in that count. Do you like, if you, if you forget that like he went, he was, there were one strike away from losing that game and Rosarinda fought back. I can't like, that was a really good fucking at bat to just keep fighting balls. That was like a nine, 10 pitch at bat. That was yeah, not a lucky at bat. That that's was a fair. really good fucking at bat.
0: That's fair. I still think that's a crazier ending though than 86. <laughs> um, I think 86 was way more clutch though. They're down to their final strike and they got three singles in a row. Like, see, you disagree? What do you? So,
2: what do you want? Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying in terms of luck, and I'm just thinking of that 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 final that final uh, uh, Mookie Wilson hit. That was lucky that that ball goes. That Buckner just cannot uh, fucking get that ball. I think that's more luck than than the than this game. Two errors in one play, though
0: two errors in one play on like like you're the best that's team what in the NL
2: that's why I'm saying it's closer you're saying you're saying it's it's this game by far and i'm saying that like you're bringing up luck like they're kind of neck and neck in, in terms of a lucky play i'm just yeah. br- i'm just bringing that to your attention i think
0: i think the rays got luckier than the mets and the rays was
2: crazier and in terms of crazy ending like that Buckner makes that play, the Red Sox win the World Series. Like, there's no ifs ands or buts about it. The Dodgers, the Dodgers make that play. There's just like, all right, the Rays are in, in bad shape. They're down three-one. The series isn't over yet. The Red Sox, that their fucking series is over. The Mets don't win the World Series. That's game over. It's actually you're remembering
0: it a little uh, off. The Mookie Wilson hit scored the go-ahead run. I think the Mets had already tied it when Mookie got the hit.
2: True, yeah, no, you're right. The the, so, the, uh, the wild yeah, pitch beforehand. So,
0: so, yeah, so the, the Red Sox don't win the World Series on Buckner playing that cleanly. They go to extras.
2: You're right, my bad. Oh, so, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's closer than, than you were making out today. That's fair. Pat, do you have a fun fact this week or are you just
0: gonna like jerk off? No, I don't have I, I one. I, right. right. I was, no, did, I, I was not, producing all right. my own rap. I right. you want me a fun all right. fact? All right. All right. I tried to. I wanted to catch you because PJ's been catching me off guard, so I figured I'd, I'd throw one out there, and, and of course, no problem. Fact I'm it took laying me this one two one's,
2: hours to make that theme song. I'm I'm laying this one slide because Pat did make a did do something to contribute yeah. already. All right, so we kind of already talked about
0: Game Five. Do you have anything else on Game Five? Because there's a couple other things outside the World World Series that I want to get to.
2: Uh, only thing is, like, like you kind of touched on it a little bit, like. I tweeted it out too. how do how do the Dodgers physically and mentally get themselves hyped up for that for that game five? And they did exactly what they need to do. Just score early and they scored in the first inning. And then that's like, all right, no, they're fine. So that I don't really have much else on, on game five. Uh, game six is, is we're recording this on Monday. So it'll be tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, final thing on, on that. Do you think the Dodgers close out tomorrow? Or we go to game seven.
0: Oh, man. I think they close it out. Yeah. I think they close it out. Is Walker, is it Walker Bueller? No.
2: Uh, they oh, no, think, wait, no,
0: they're doing another bullpen game. Yeah. Psych. We're going seven. And I think Walker Bueller is going to start game seven against Charlie Morton. So yeah, I think we go seven.
2: I think just the way this series, the trend, the trend of the Dodgers going up a game and the Rays taking it back to the next, it's just going to continue. Yeah. And that's, that's, Hey, that's best for everyone. This has been a great fucking series.
0: We we deserve seven yeah. uh, from this series. It's been that good. All right. So let's talk a little Mets. Okay. We don't have a lot of Mets to talk about, but we have some. Uh, over the kind of the last week in between our episodes, former Met, current Met. I don't know how you view this yet, but Marcus Stroman. Met free agent. Uh, Met free agent uh, sounds off on Twitter uh, about the New York Yankees. And uh, he was pretty hypocritical of that. Not hypocritical. He was pretty critical of that uh, rotation, saying that he would be the best person on that rotation uh, behind Cole. Uh, He basically took a shot at every single Yankee starter. Um, You got anything
2: on that? What do you think? I will say uh, he did in uh, like a a follow-up tweet say, I forgot about uh, Severino. He's pretty nasty too. But this made me want them to throw all of the money on Marcus Stroman. I have not. I have not hit that. You know, fuck the Yankees. Uh, but we don't talk about the Yankees on this podcast. But this just like this is this is why I think a lot of uh, Mets fans kind of fell in love with Marcus Stroman a little bit, just because like his personality is 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 so is so like cool and like for this team that they need, they need that like big person, that big personality guy. So I was on the uh, like you know get Bauer. I think Bauer's better. I'm not saying I don't want Bauer, but you know, just this, this shit, maybe like, fuck yeah, man, just give me back Marcus Stroman. So Marcus Stroman and Trevor Bauer
0: are kind of on the same personality level where they're both into social media. They're both very like confident in their play and they're viewed in such a different light. You know what I mean? And, and I don't want to, I don't want to get racial, but I think it's honestly as simple as like, there's a lot of fucking racist people out there like, and a lot of people don't like Marcus Stroman just for that fact that, but he does the same shit that Trevor Bauer does that Trevor Bauer gets praised for. People are like, Oh fuck Marcus Stroman for speaking in all this stuff. And it's, he literally does the same thing as Trevor Bauer. And that's the guy like, the you fan is clamoring for? Yeah. That being it said, <laughs> Trevor Bauer, probably a better pitcher.
2: So, uh, he had a better like – Bauer has a better one individual year than any of Marcus Stroman's. I think if you looked at Stroman's stats compared to Bauer's, I think Stroman has had more, like, solid years than Bauer I said Bauer has just had more, I think, outstanding years. that makes sense? It does.
0: Here, here's what we're going to talk about. So, I am struggling – with somebody on Twitter calling Marcus Stroman potentially to be the steal of free agency. Do you believe you could be a steal of free agency when you're the second best starting pitcher on the market and probably going to get over a hundred million dollars? I don't find that to be a steal of free agency. That's not a steal. Okay. I'm, I'm that's happy we're like, with that.
2: That's literally like, that's like saying uh, the angels got a steal last year when they signed Anthony Rendon. Like, was that like, Anthony Rendon was probably not like he was a top five free agent signing or top five free agent of last year. And he got a big contract. It was like, Oh, it wasn't as big as like Garrett Cole, but oh, it was just, that's not his fucking steal. That's literally signing a really good fucking player to a contract. That he deserves. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example of like who, who would be a steal this year. Like, uh, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't have the free agent list in front of me, but Marcus Stroman is not a steal. Armstrong is just a good signing that a team that needs uh, an ace needs to make. I feel
0: like a steal is like you find out a steal of free agency once the season starts and they start performing well for the team. Like, like, if the Mets got Kevin Gosman and they go like two months into the season and Kevin got like a two-three ERA, you're like, that was a steal of free agency. We got him for a one-year deal or like something like that.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I'm trying. I was trying to think of. Would you consider a steal like a uh, a, young, a younger guy that you've, that you've found, or is that more of a discovery than a steal? Like I think of a steal as like a veteran Ooh. guy who you just sign. Now we're getting into terminology.
0: What's the difference between a
2: discovery and a steal
0: discovery? Yeah. Discovery is like a guy under 25. Yeah. Who's never played a full season. Yeah. Like I agree he, with that. Like he's a yeah. part-time part-time player. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And then you put him in your lineup as a full-time player and uh, he shines.
2: And and a, and a steal would just be the kind of a veteran that you you just either buy cheap or just get on that one year deal. Yep, you and
0: call I agree. It, with you you caught lightning in a bottle. That's a steal. I
2: don't think that's physically possible. Like fit the the physicality of getting a bottle and getting lightning. I think you just die. Probably.
0: Um you want right, to look so that up. Yeah, look yeah, that look up. Look
2: that up, Pat. Okay. Look up if you yeah, can catch gosh. lightning in a, a physical physical lightning in a in a in a physical bottle. That's why not.
0: We got other good news, though, for the New York Mets. Uh, Steve Cohen's voting process has been moving along. Apparently, he's got enough votes to get approved. Uh, Now the mayor of New York, de Blasio, has to just vote. It sucks that de Blasio has any power or say in this at all. Uh, There still really hasn't been any full-on indication that if de Blasio is going to decline the deal, it sounds like he won't. But just the fact that there's another small obstacle like looming with it, uh, as meth fans, we always have to kind of be a little cautious. But we are like one step away from officially officially, officially officially having Steve Cohen as our owner.
2: I yes. and I when that day finally comes, we're popping champagne. it's it's gonna be a goddamn fucking party. I do want to say in terms of, uh, people trying to block this. Uh, fuck Jerry Reinsdorf, that fucking loser who is just going all out of his way to trying to uh, absolutely block this. And every other every other owner is like, dude, fuck off. Like it's it's approved. It's gonna be uh, twenty eight to one with the other twenty nine owners, and fuck Aaron Rod. Man, I'll I'll say it again. Like fuck him. He. <laughs> Inside, the the A Rod J Lo group has been so fucking annoying and such sore losers that's so sad. Like I, like during A Rod's career, I was like I I didn't like A Rod. I thought he was like an asshole. Was not a fan of his. Post his career up until like now, I was I was turning my turning it around a little bit. I was like, this guy's kind of fun. Like he he completely did a one eighty on the entire uh, perception of him. But now he's just back to being a fucking crybaby little bitch. Like it's fucking infuriating to keep seeing him in. See both of them. I don't want not to take like like J Lo in this too. Like they're both fucking infuriating. Like just give it up. Like you don't like no no Met fan wants you to be the only. Everyone wants Steve Cohen. And the funniest fucking thing that came out. I saw this today. Was doing a hypothetical owners vote. And they said, "Oh, Steve Cohen has the votes." And then it literally uh, came out that even if like uh, somehow that fell through and uh, A Rod and J Lo become. The next kind of bid out there, they still wouldn't. They just wouldn't have the votes. So just give it fucking up already. Like stop. It's it's set. It's honestly set at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I also was watching ESPN on First Take earlier in the week. Steve Cohen's already been like the done. They're moving on the voting and all this stuff, and they had a whole fucking segment on First Take of how impactful and how important it would be for JLo to be a like majority owner of a New York baseball team and it was like why are we still talking about this? Steve Cohen won. He outbid them. He already like has moved along with the process. He's already like helped bail out Mets employees. He's already like setting up his fucking ownership and and team and all the shit he's going to do. And we're still talking on on ESPN like, "Oh, like how amazing it would be for women and all this stuff if if JLo wins." It's like I, I totally can back that. And if, if she got that, yeah, that's an amazing story, but like we're already past that. Like that's already long gone and over. We're not talking about that anymore because the other guy already won the vote and is moving along with the process. That's a conversation you have like, while it's like, Oh, it's either a rod or Cohen, one of them is going to win the bid. Then you talk about that segment, but why are we talking about that segment after it's already like over and done with, they just won't, let it go and obviously A-Rod works for ESPN so maybe there's a little like hey just to keep it interesting ESPN will keep talking about their employee A-Rod but it's like enough shut the fuck up let's talk about what Cohen's gonna do to the New York Mets let's talk about all the fucking things he's gonna change and how much money he's gonna put in and, and how he's gonna invest in the analytics and he's gonna bring back Sandy Alderson there's so many topics that we can talk about are they going to get rid of Rojas and Brody? And like, there's so many things. If you want to talk about the sets that you can bring into this, and we're still talking about the hypothetical of what if the other like, ownership group that bid for the Mets won the bid? What I can if, conf- and they lost. Get over it.
2: I can confidently speak for every single Met fan that, while, well, like you said, be cool story for any other team. Like inclusion is important. But however, uh, Steve Cohen is literally richer than the top three owners combined in baseball like he has the best chance of 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 turning this fucking franchise around i speak for i think i can speak for every fan saying i don't give a shit about everything else i want the guy who's going to help me win like i want i want the guy who is literally going to have the most resources to fucking turn around this miserable team that i fucking love and like you said also we're past this we're fucking past this. Like, there's no, there's no reason to to be talking about this anymore. I, I had to get that rant out. I'm over fucking everything on that topic. Let's move on. All right. So we made a list this week. We sure did. Our list
0: is the worst Mets. Top five worst Mets of the last twenty years, basically from 2000 to 2020. How do you want to do? You want to go back and forth again? Let's do it back and forth. And that's good. All right. Number five. I'll go first. You want me to, you want to go first or I should go first? I don't you want to go I, first. I just cucked you. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, my number five is Michael Hmm. Reason? Fucking trash. He was awful for the Mets. I mean, he was, he was, he was on 15 team, but he was he was literally garbage. He was David Wright's best friend and he was shit.
2: He was not good. Uh, so I took this as top five, least favorite Mets. Not his worst. Mm. Uh, but i kind of go hand in hand. my number five was a uh, paul Seawold. i just fucking hate paul Seawold. every single time <laughs> you come in these the last few years i just fucking hate seeing that guy and he's awful too i don't know
0: why i don't have any pitchers on my list and now i'm like really starting to like second guess that but i'm going to stay true to what i have okay uh, my number four is jason
2: i don't think i have to elaborate on that no you don't i was thinking about it but jason man. fuck jason bay I have another kind of popular pick here. Uh, It's Luis Castillo. There for one. Fuck Luis Castillo. I was close. I was close. Number three. The fact that, I'm sorry, the fact that it happened against the Yankees too just makes it even worse.
0: Number three, New York Mets second base legend Brad Emus. Brad Emus can choke on a dick.
2: you elaborate a little bit more? That man won the
0: second base job over Daniel Murphy and immediately they were like, what the fuck are we doing? And then you never heard... (laughs) ever again in like any capacity of baseball. Brad Amos is just such a dick. And the fact that he was a short, like an opening day second baseman for the New York Mets is fucking depressing. That's my I completely
2: forgot about Brad Amos. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah.
0: Cause he's a shell of a human being.
2: Uh, my number three, I think you're going to disagree with me. I fucking hate Eric Campbell. Oh, what the fuck? I hate Eric that's, Campbell. He, that's my I number ever, two.
0: Really? Yeah. I have Eric Campbell uh, sat at them as one. I view them as the same human being.
2: Like every single time I would see Eric Campbell in the lineup, I would physically groan because yeah. I hate seeing this man play. He, he played a few different positions, but he was not good at any of them. He was awful. So you're do you have anything else to add since he's your number two? No, I, I like I said, I had Eric Campbell slash Joss
0: and on the same line because I viewed them as the same human being. They were equally as trash. Um, my number one spot. I don't I know why my number two. Oh, then get to your number two. Cause that's tech. Yeah. All right. Then uh you take Eric Campbell. I'll say Josh Sand for my number two.
2: Okay. Uh, my number two is Aaron Heilman. Ooh. Aaron Heilman is fucking atrocious. And it seems that, uh, every single game I went to in that time span, Aaron Heilman would come in and immediately give up a Homer. And most of the times, like if I went to, I went to a lot of games and citizen thanks. It was close to my house. Uh, If I went to a game, it was usually Aaron Heilman giving up a big homer to Ryan Howard. So, fuck Aaron Heilman forever. I fucking hate that guy.
0: I'm, like, second-guessing my number one now. Uh, Do I want to switch? No, I'm going to stick with no pitchers. Uh, Jordani Valdespin is my number one. I thought about it. Yeah, he's my number one. I mean, he was just such a chode. I mean, I, I really don't know how to, like, say this professionally, but he was just such a big cocksucker. Like, he was <laughs> such an asshole the entire time. He was not that good. He thought he was really good. Uh, I got puffer PEDs. Yeah. I mean, like, I almost went per Oliver Perez here. Mm. Um, but I, I'm going to stick with Jordani because fuck Jordani.
2: Uh, my number one's not a player. Oh. My number one is simply Jeff uh, I didn't. We could have... <laughs> I could have done Ray Ramirez. I mean, do I need to explain any more on Jeff Wilpon? Jeff Wilpon's the fucking uh, scum of the earth human being. I there's, there, there's, there's no person I hate more in this world than Jeff Wilpon.
0: You always do this to me. You always take a spin. You always put a prospect or some random thing in all these lists. You always do but a keep, little. Gotta keep you on your toes. I'm sitting down. All right. Uh, we got one more thing.
2: Random met of the week, PJ. Who do we got? This random met of the week is not a bad met at all. It's a really good met. I love him. It's Curtis Granderson.
0: Yeah, no. Honestly, I have nothing negative to say about Curtis Granderson. I've always loved Curtis Granderson. You knew from like the moment he was in the league that he was probably gonna get like a booth job. Like literally, the most well-spoken man. The Mets have probably had, like, excluding David Wright over the last, like, 15 years. Like, Curtis Granderson can handle any question professionally. He was great with, like, the fans. He would always go and sign autographs. Like, he was a hell of a ball player. He made some clutch hits in 2015. He had a clutch catch in the 2016 Wild Card game. He was a signing that literally lived up to its potential 100%. And he even got on the Mets fan side like right away, where he said like the day he signed with the Mets, he was like, "Oh, I've always heard that true New Yorkers are Mets fans." Like he knew exactly what to do, and he was just a great Met,
2: like the genuine, just like nicest fucking person ever. And you said, yeah. so well spoken. Like the dude was, I love, I just fucking love Curtis Grant. And it takes a lot for me, like a love of like a former Yankee, but like it took me negative seconds to fucking love Curtis Grants and just everything about him was just so awesome and the fact that he was like a good player too just made it just so much easier to to like the guy
0: yeah no i agree with you i love curtis granderson uh it's really cool to see him on air now yeah Uh, he's a player who's not a generational talent who i wish got a ring
2: yeah yeah it would have been it would have been nice for him to get that 2015 ring
0: he had a lot of opportunities too, because he he gets traded to the teams like as they're making these runs. So mm-hmm. he was he was technically on the Brewers team that played in the NLCS like two years ago. He was on the Dodgers team that lost the World Series. He was on the Mets that lost the World Series. Like he's he's on the teams. He's on he's like close Can't to manage. any opportunities, but he can never get it. And like unfortunately he he never will now. But
2: I mean yeah, I like look, a manager one day. Who knows?
0: Maybe. I can see I, that. I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I love him in the booth.
2: Yeah. He he's he, he fits well in the booth.
0: All right. Oh. So I got one more thing I want to plug here. Obviously, PJ will plug social in just a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are doing a giveaway right now on social media for when we hit 1,000. That being said, we are not at 1,000 downloads yet. We're very, very close. So potentially by our next episode drop, we might hit that mark. Also, our next episode most likely will be filmed with all three of us in person once Pat figures out if we can do that or not. He's nodding. We we can.
1: can. All We'll, we'll be able to do it. I have ideas.
0: All right. So we'll do a live episode. Hopefully we'll have a thousand downloads by then. We will announce the giveaway with that episode. If you're not familiar with our giveaway, we are giving out some sign, uh, only signed baseball card. The pretty cool set of uh, uh, Noah Sindergaard and Jacob DeGrom baseball cards with a signed JD Davis card. So PJ plug some social media for us.
2: Oh well, well, as always, thanks for listening. This is episode 14. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Scooter Big Man Pod and on Twitter at scoot Big Man Pod. Uh, we're doing a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, still up for suggestions. Uh, trying to get that really trying to get that kind of Instagram going. I've been just trying to think of uh, cool ideas along with you know plugging some graphics that Pat's been making that look really good. Um, going to try and get back into doing that the like a random end of the day or just any sort of a random end of the week. Anything, if you have any ideas, hit me up. Anything on Twitter, too. Hit us up. Pat will be making some videos soon now that he's full time with us. Um, got anything else to say? Nah, no, that's it. Let's go, raise. Oh,
1: laser beam! Five to four, in a year. Beat the Mets, fuck the rest at last Cause you're listening to the best sports podcast We got Brian with jokes that make you laugh on the floor He's a nine of bass like Brennan and Mo PJ's the man, so many hearts to steal Like a squirrel, find a nut, call him Jeff McNeil and, and then there's pack, keeping everything rational Too bad the fucker's are a fan of the Nationals Stop us, please, we ain't that slow push the ball so far, like Peter Lonzo So sit back, relax, and if you're a Mets fan Cause you're about to witness Screw and the big man